Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this January 11th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Having some difficulties here. New intern running things today. Uh, Spencer, Nick, and Colin joined by uh, Gerald Wright, our new intern. How's it going, Gerald? Hi, how y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Your voice is now on the air, by the way, from the promo for the high school EPAC hoops. Yeah. His face is not on the screen. But his face is not on the screen. Yeah. We need to, we need to see now. the... No, you got to click the quick play. That's yeah, the preview. There we go. Yep. There we go. Yeah, right there. there's Gerald. This is this is only my third day out here. I'm trying to get That's used true. to it. Nope. Yeah. Gerald's learning on the fly, which I think is the best way to learn. Exactly. Right? Best way to learn here. Uh, but Nick and Colin here as well. They broadcasted the game last night between Jefferson and Musselman. And... Jefferson and Musselman. Get your point across. And uh, it was kind of a close game there for a little bit, the first two quarters, and then Jefferson just started nailing threes left and right. Yeah, 13 three-pointers last night. That's got to be some record. It it was something, for sure. It was a fun night to see a whole bunch of different Jefferson Cougars uh, just hit it everywhere beyond the arc and then even when they were struggling we mentioned it's a pick your poison they just had to go down low get second chances and the shively brothers were able to do that so an all-around great performance offensively and defensively by jefferson last night to blow out muscleman yeah Jaden gladney had a big game uh shooting the ball had over 20 points uh to lead the way for the cougars you get Good performances from Will Shively and Jenkins as well. So, uh, you know, this is a really good Jefferson team. They kind of had Musselman uh, off their game after the first quarter, which was pretty competitive. But after that, you know, the Cougars turned up the tempo, uh, kept hitting all those outside shots. So Jefferson needed that. I think they needed a big blowout win uh, after having some tough losses here uh, as of late. So, um, this team looked like the team that we expect them to be and uh, continue to battle, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they match up with uh, you know, the teams like Spring Mills and, and Hedgesville in the area and see how competitive they can be with them because I think those are going to be great EPAC games uh, that I'm really looking forward to here down the stretch. But pretty much what we expected last night, I thought Musselman, though, battled, and we had to, you know, give them an opportunity to see what they could do because last year those two games or three games were really yeah. three of the most competitive games in the EPAC and they were the only team that took Jefferson to overtime and really battled them around here so you know it was interesting to see if, if things would repeat itself but obviously this is a brand new Musselman team so we did expect Jefferson to uh, pour it on them and, and they were able to do that once after the first quarter yeah 86 to 54 the final in that one as the Cougars now improved to five and three and two and zero to start out the EPAC in the EPAC this year, while the Appleman fell to one and six, zero and two in the conference. 
You go elsewhere around the EPAC. Spring Mills beat up on Washington 72-42 to as the Cardinals are now 8-1 and 2-0 in the EPAC, while the Patriots fell to 2-5 and 0-2 and and in the EPAC. You got some scoring numbers from that. Caleb Robinson, 19 points, 8 rebounds. Caleb Thomas, 16 points, 11 boards, 5 assists, 4 blocks with a double-double. DJ Borley in a double figure, 16 points, two steals. Max Anderson, nearly a double-double with 11 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals. Austin Davis, six points. Jalen Franklin, four points, five rebounds as the Cardinals were still without Keyshawn Cheek, who who served as probably, I believe, the last game of his suspension for the technicals that he received. Yeah, yes. still win by 30. It's a really good team that Spring Mills has, and – I'll say the exact same thing that Nick said earlier when we were talking about Jefferson. I cannot wait for when those two teams go at it this year and throw Hedgesville, obviously, into the mix, too. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch those three teams compete. Yeah, and, and for Jefferson, or for Spring Mills, excuse me, DJ Bordley, uh, he's been that sophomore that didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year, but this year he, he's now starting to carve out a role for himself, and it's good to see him put up 16 after having nine in the Martinsburg game and then not being able to play in that fourth quarter. So he's he's healthy, he's ready to go. So that's just another asset for this team to go along with that starting five uh, when Keyshawn gets back. So um, Spring Mill's adding some depth uh, to its lineup, which was something that I think hurt them at times last year. You know, When guys got in foul trouble, they couldn't rely on their bench as much. This year, even when they have guys in foul trouble like we saw against Martinsburg and a guy not playing due to uh, a suspension um, they still find a way to win and then last night even though it is Washington who has struggled so far this year uh, you get Caleb Robinson the senior scoring nearly 20 points I mean that's a breakout game for him he's not usually a big scorer he can give you you know 10 to 15 but uh, for him to get 19 is, is a good strong performance Caleb Thomas has been great all year doing a lot of different things so it's a talented team it's a team that gets, seems like it gets better every single night and now they're adding more depth and more abilities to have a lot of different guys come off the bench and score as well. So Spring Mill is a very formidable pe- team, not only in the EPAC, but in the state of West Virginia. Yeah, I think that'll be big. Uh, Martinsburg beat Hampshire 57-54 in overtime. I believe it was tied at 49 and went into overtime. Uh, the Bulldogs are now 4-5 and five on the season. They were up 32-20 to 20 at halftime. Hampshire makes the comeback, but they end up winning. Martinsburg does in overtime, 57-54. Good to see them back in the win column as they had lost two straight uh, to Jefferson and Spring Mills. They'll be back in action Friday at Hedgesville for a 7.30 tip. We'll be there, 7 p.m. pregame show. And, uh, yeah, it's looking to to be an interesting season. It'll be interesting to see how they match up with uh, Hedgesville. Martinsburg will battle. That's I think yeah. guaranteed at this point. They battled Jefferson for three quarters. Uh, it's the biggest rivalry in the EPAC. There's kids that have transferred from Martinsburg to Hedgesville and Cam Wilkes and Stephon Barclay, so those guys are obviously very familiar with the Bulldog players. Um, Kelly Church, Dave Rogers, two of the legendary coaches in this area. So it doesn't get much better than Hedgesville-Martinsburg, and uh, that will be a really fun game. But a little bit surprising that Hampshire played Martinsburg so close just because it is a triple-A school. But a Hampshire team that you look at their record, they've definitely had some decent wins on their resume. So Martinsburg finds a way to hold on, get the win in overtime. 
for a young team that's really important, especially with how their EPAC schedule plays out, like we said all week. You know, having to open with Jefferson, then taking on Spring Mills at home, and then going to Hedgesville. That's the toughest three teams in the EPAC yeah. to begin your season, and you're at least going to hopefully try to get one win here. And then uh, that would be a, just huge to knock off the, the Eagles on Friday night. And, and like we all know, I mean, it's a huge rivalry, so the experience may not matter in that one. It's just all about, you know, how much those teams know each other and have that rivalry. Yeah. Definitely, and on the girls' side, Martinsburg fell to Hampshire 51-28. to uh, Also in action last night, Mercersburg, uh, Jefferson fell to Mercersburg Academy 43-35. They're back in action tonight when they uh, play Washington for that big Jefferson County rivalry. 4-5 and five Jefferson versus 4-4 four and four Washington takes place tonight at Jefferson, so that'll be an interesting game to watch tonight. Yeah, it will be. It's uh, the sectional championship from last year, rematch this year, and these two teams are the two, I think, biggest question marks in high school girls basketball in the Eastern Panhandle right now because both had realistic opportunities. One even did make it to the state tournament last year, but both have kind of just not gotten back to that level that we expected them to be at at the start of the year so. When they get to compete tonight, it's going to be a lot of fun to see those two teams and go from there. And Jefferson County rivalry, and I want to say that Coach Smith and uh, Washington's coach. Coach Edwards. Yes, Coach Edwards. Weren't they uh, – they were friends, lifelong friends or something he mentioned to us, I believe. I so, believe yeah. that was what we That said. adds yep. to it as well. Not only is it Jefferson County rivalry, but you've got friends on the coaches, but they won't be friends tonight, so that should be fun. <laughs> that shall be fun. We'll talk about that on the show tomorrow, but that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back on the other side of this break. car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Produced on the TV10 side by Gerald Wright, our intern. As we get into things... Right now, we'll uh, just get right into it, and we will play the Mountaineer Report from the Mountaineer Sports Network as as Martinsburg. As the Mountaineers take on Baylor tonight at 7 p.m., we'll have that all the action for you. But here's the Mountaineer Report from Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Network. The Mountaineers and the Baylor Bears have a lot of similarities. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. At Kroger, we believe local produce shouldn't be hard to find. That's why we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring the fresh produce you love to our stores. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Game night for the Mountaineer basketball team, West Virginia and the Baylor Bears this evening at the Coliseum. The tip-off at 7 p.m. Our pregame coverage here on MSN Radio begins at 6 p.m. So what do West Virginia and Baylor have in common? Well, a lot of things. For example, the Bears and the Mountaineers both find themselves at 0-3 in conference play and both can state a very, very strong argument that they could be, should be, two and one on the season you're probably familiar with West Virginia's tales the Mountaineers 0-3 after the losses to Kansas State and Oklahoma State on the road and then Saturday's defeat at home to Kansas meanwhile Iowa State was the first conference opponent for Baylor and on the home floor in Ames the Cyclones who are now nationally ranked and rising beat up on Baylor 77 to 62 then the Bears took on TCU close game down to the final seconds, and TCU comes from behind to beat Baylor 88-87. There's one that got away. And then, this past Saturday, Kansas State goes into Waco and beats Baylor in overtime by a score of 97-95. to So, both teams really close to being 2-1, and but they're sitting here at 0-3. 
individually. Three top performers scoring-wise for Baylor so far in league play. Talented freshman Keontae George leads the team with 22 points per game. Adam Flagler, a returner, averaging just under 19. And West Virginia transfer Jalen Bridges is in at 10 points per game along with six rebounds. Tip-off tonight, as I said, seven pregame here at six. That's today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you, Tony. And as he said, you can hear it all right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM. AM 740 from the Mountaineer Sports Network starting at 6 p.m. with the pregame show. And then tip-off set for 7 p.m. between the West Virginia Mountaineers at 10-5 and 5 and the Baylor Bears at 10-5. and 5. And, Colin, this is going to be an interesting matchup tonight. Both teams are 0-3 in conference play, and obviously they want to get things going in the right direction when it starts. It talks about conference play. West Virginia favored in this one by a point at home. You can watch it on... ESPN Plus, if you want to watch the game. I know Colin's going to be watching the game. I'll have it on when I'm, I'll have it on when I'm here in a studio for the State of the State from Governor Jim Justice when we have it on TV 10 later. But I'm excited. I mean, as you just heard from Tony Caridi, it's the uh, return of Jalen Bridges, who just transferred to Baylor from WVU. So it'll be his first time back in Morgantown, and we all – know how uh, rowdy Morgantown and the Mountaineer Maniacs can get, and I'm sure that there's going to be a few words thrown Jalen Bridges' way to try to get into his head, but it'll be a fun one if WVU just can make threes, like get inspiration from the Jefferson Cougars or something, (laughs) because it's been a poor performance (laughs) beyond the arc. It's something they they need to get the confidence back that they are lacking. I still trust Coach Huggins, even though it's been a 0-3 start in the conference. Today is the day WVU hopefully finally gets that first conference win and can uh, start getting a win streak going. Texas comes in to the Coliseum Saturday, right? I think it's on the road. I think this is the last home game. I thought that no, I thought Texas was home because I thought it was sold I might out. Might be wrong. No, Texas isn't until the twenty first. Oh. Here's the thing, too. Baylor is surprisingly winless in the Big 12. They are 0-3 to That's start Big 12. That's what we just talked about. Yeah. I know, I but I just, I just saw it is reiterate it. So this was a team that you know was ranked 19th. They've lost very close games, TCU by one, Kansas State by two. So, I mean, they're right there. Uh, Iowa State blew them out, which was surprising. So it's a winnable game for the Mountaineers. Both these teams are hungry, though, for that Big 12 yes. win. So uh, it should be interesting. WVU playing at home, that maybe gives them the edge, but Baylor's obviously had one of the top programs uh, in the entire country over the last few years. So it may not be the same Bears team, but Ollie's a a tough out. So I think it should be a good game, and uh, hopefully for West Virginia they can get in that win column and not fall to 0-4. Texas Tech is 0-4 in conference play right now. So there are some teams that are struggling. and with Chris Beard being fired from Texas due to his whole situation, yeah, uh, you know, that opens up another opportunity for West Virginia to get back even to two and two if you can get a win tonight. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, elsewhere in the Big Twelve, there's a battle of top seventeen teams tonight 
in Austin, Texas at the Moody Center between number 17 TCU and number 10 Texas. That should be an interesting one to watch. Texas favored by 6.5 in that one. Elsewhere in the top 25, number 15 Arkansas hosts number 4 Alabama. Arkansas favored in this one at home by 1. That's an interesting line. Yeah, that should be a fun one. And then number 25, Marquette hosts number 6, UConn. UConn favored by 2.5 in that one. And uh, kind of an intriguing matchup here for a team that I didn't realize was in the top 25, but is favored by 3 on the road, is number 22, College of Charleston, plays in their conference against UNC Wilmington, favored by 3 on the road. That's an interesting game that uh, could foresee Charleston, who just hopped in the top 25. They lose. They're probably out of the top 25. But not a ton of games going on around the college basketball world tonight in the top 25 ranks. I was going to say, it looks like there's a ton of games, just not necessarily top 25 games. Yeah. Virginia uh, Tech-Syracuse is kind of interesting. But, but it's not ranked teams, it's not which ranked. is weird. Memphis-UCF isn't a bad one either. Um, just kind of scrolling through here, but... Pitt Duke, Pitt coming off of an upset win. So the biggest yeah. line that I see, I don't know if it's in, across all of college basketball, but number one Houston plays South Florida. Houston favored by twenty three. That's a big. That's a big favorite. There. The Cougars are looking like the team <laughs> that's going to win it all this year. At least they're going to be in contention for the uh, Final Four. Yeah. Sixteen and one, four and zero oh in the American. I've liked what Houston's been building. It seems like they keep getting better and better each year, and. You know, it used to be one of the uh, premier teams in college basketball, and it seems like they're getting back to it. So, you know, getting getting into that point though where college basketball starts to get really interesting because we're coming down toward the end of the year. We're about midway through the year right now, so we're in conference play. And uh, once March comes, obviously everybody's going to turn their attention to it. But uh, it's definitely picking up. Let's turn our attention to Shepherd Hoops. Uh, currently going on right now. I totally forgot this was an early game today. I did too. Um, <laughs> number, or excuse me, uh, Mercyhurst hosting Shepherd and Women's Hoops. Shepherd 0 11 on the season, but with 9 17 left in the third quarter. Shepherd is up by one after Kara Miner just hit a layup. She's up to seven points in the contest 46 45. Mercyhurst 9 and 5 on the season. I said to Colin, or maybe it was you, Spencer, I said, with this being an 11 a.m. game. You said it could, on the air. Did I say it on the air? I believe well, so. Well, look at me. I'm just, like, predicting the future. I was like, hey, that kind of helps Shepard, if anybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, if Mercyhurst comes out slow, uh, even though they're the home team, uh, you know, waking maybe up early. Maybe Mercyhurst had some 8 a.m. classes that they had to get to before it. I highly doubt that they <laughs> had to go to class <laughs> if you played yeah. a game at 11. Class at 11 game at – or. Game at 11, class at 8, and you got, like, the Nikes on, like, one of those memes. Yeah. Um, but, it's uh, kind of concerning, though, because uh, I guess I don't know if we should talk about this or not, but Dylan, uh, he talked about it on the show or on the game, so I guess we can talk about it. So Dylan talked with Sydney Boyles pregame last week. She was out. She said she hoped we'd be back by Saturday of last week. She is still not back. That's kind of concerning. Yeah, I mean, you hope that you, she can get back as soon as possible, but it, I believe it was an ankle injury, yes. so ankles are always tough. You know, sometimes you can be out a week or two, and sometimes it's two to four weeks. So, I mean, 
you know, it just depends on the severity there of the sprain, but certainly hope she can get back soon. But it seems like this team's playing a lot better, and hopefully they can hold on there and get that upset win. That'd be awesome. Now they're down 349-46, but they have a pretty Still good believe. shooting day yeah. so far. They're shooting 64.3% from the field, wow. 18 of 28. They're 8 of 9 from the charity stripe. Uh, Mercyhurst only 4 of 6. And uh, Mercyhurst is 19 of 38. Seven of those 19 are from the three-point line. Shepard's only two of six from beyond the arc. Uh, but Mercyhurst, seven of 12. So that, I'm assuming a three or two, whatever. It's 50% to 62.1% from I mean, the both teams are shooting well, so it's going to come down to who can continue that uh, throughout the fourth quarter because usually you don't see teams shoot 60 and 50% throughout an entire game. Yeah, but there's 7.56 left in the third quarter. Mercyhurst up 49-46 to 46 on the women's side. Leading scorer for Shepard is Megan Shipley with 13. Kara Miner has 7. 6 for Peyton Grant. 4 for Kendall Haggerty. 4 for uh, Madison Mertz as well. 6 for Narisha Miller. 5 for Jordan Carr. And Aubrey Austin has 1 point so far, but... It's a pretty good outing so far for Shepard. I totally forgot this game was in the morning just because it's, it's such an weird. odd time. It but it is a very long trip for Shepard. Yeah. So that could be why they uh, started early there, you know, going all the way to Mercyhurst. So. Mercyhurst has now opened up a 51-46 lead with 7.20 remaining in the third quarter. But uh, we'll get back to that later. Let's talk uh, men's hoops action. That game will get started about 30 minutes, around 1.30 p.m. after this contest is over. Uh, men's basketball going up there to play, obviously. It's a 9-2 and two Mercyhurst team, so women's and men's both have nine wins for this Mercyhurst club. But you're looking at the Shepherd team. Uh, they are currently 7-6, and 4-3 and three in the conference. They just won that game on Saturday against Millersville by seven points, and they lost in overtime to Lockhaven. But uh be an interesting matchup this afternoon. Yeah, can Shepard string some conference wins together? Currently sitting at four and three in conference play, uh, you know, looking to win back-to-back games in conference. They did that early in December, in December eighteenth and nineteenth, of wins over Gannon and Clarion. Uh, so they're looking to, you know, can you get this win over Mercyhurst? Bloomsburg's always tough before you head back home for East Strasburg, but it's a pretty long kind of road trip. You only had that one home game in there for the Rams, so. Uh, you know, can can they get back to back wins? They sh- it should be already on back to back wins, but I mean that's well behind now, and, and you're just kind of moving forward. Mercyhurst is a tough team, but I would expect Shepard to challenge them like really they have all season. Besides that Pitt Johnstown game in, in conference play, I hope so, and that's the point that I was about to bring up. Nine and two, one of the toughest, if not the toughest, team that they've played in the uh, conference or will be playing here. Yeah. As right now, it's the women's game first, and then the men's game, but. Hopefully, Shepard, after getting the win last week to get to 7-6, and six, still has that mentality going forward after the frustrating overtime loss and is a new team that can compete every single time in the PSEC. We'll check the score later on. Still 51-46. Last check, 6-15 left in the third quarter. But it seems like for women, want to get back to that a minute, it seems like they always have a very good third quarter where they're in the game in the third quarter. Yeah. and You want, uh, you want to say anything, Gerald? 
Um, yeah. Um, as I watch the games, the the women's basketball team really does always have a gr- very great third quarter, but they start to like die down within the fourth. I don't know what it is, but if they can just get it together, I think they'll get more wins than on their record and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you look at these scores. Like we always randomly will check the scores, especially with Dylan Bishop, who's who's a big Shepherd guy, has his own Shepherd podcast. Yeah, um, and he he's always like, well, look at the score right now. Like yeah. it's, it's it's close, close. in the third it's quarter, and then it was a seven. That's game. just a hurdle that a Last new team. Game, right? Yeah. It's a hurdle that a new team's going to have to get over with a new head coach and, and mostly a new team and new players on the court because yeah. most of these players that were here for Shepard, really besides Kara Miner and Megan Shipley, didn't get a ton of playing time unless mm-hmm. it was garbage time last year. Yeah. So it's kind of just a hurdle you have to get over. But that's something interesting that I've noticed all through these 11, now 12 games is that they seem to play well in the quarters. I mean, it was tie- this game was tied at 21 after the first uh, Shepard was down by one at halftime. They scored 23 to Mercier's 24. And as of right now, 535 left in the third quarter last checked. They've been outscored 6-2 to two in the third quarter, which is odd because they seem to usually have a good third quarter. We'll check in on that later. Move to Shepard football. More All-American honors. Don Hansen All-American honors for the Rams. And Nick, uh, some more Shepard Rams honored that weren't honored previously along with those that were previously honored. Yeah, six guys receiving uh, this nomination. So good to see Shepard continuing to get um, recognition. You see Brian Walker was named to it, along with uh, Tyson Bajant, which Bajant and Ronnie Brown are kind of expected. But then you also added Marlon Cook, uh, Kyle Smith as well. And I feel like I'm missing a name there, but... I think I have oh, Joey Fisher. Yes. So you have like your usuals with Fisher, Brown, and Bajant, but you add in Walker to go along with Cook and Smith. Uh, Brian's been on a few teams, I think, but I haven't seen Marlon Cook on any team. So that's Nor cool Kyle Smith. And Kyle Smith, yeah. I think, was on two or three. Maybe he was, one. He was on I at least think, one. Yeah, I think it was just one. But, I mean, Kyle Smith did not get the recognition he deserved after last year. No, but it's good to these, see him getting but, some recognition. Yeah, and – you know, it's tough. I mean, there's so many players in Division Two, but we watch Kyle Smith every week and we see not only what he's able to do on the field from a playing standpoint, but from a leadership standpoint, uh, you know, just a, a really good player. So I think he made at least two teams, but I, I could be wrong about that. Uh, and he had a great season along with all those other guys being nominated and, and making that award. So there's a ton of All-American teams, and it's good to see Shepard's getting some recognition. It's cool to see Marlon Cook on there. And, uh, of course, we've seen what Brian Walker had a breakout year for Shepard. So, just, I mean, Shepard football continue to rack it up. It's uh, I was almost surprised to get this news because I was like, football season's been over for about two months. There's now. been so many All-American lists. And um, I've got some news. If you're trying to listen to us on the FM dial – uh, and you don't hear it, it's because there is a power outage up at the FM transmitter. Our engineer, Ronnie Rockwell, uh, lets me know via text right now that there's a power outage up on the mountain where the FM transmitter is. So that is off the air. It's expected to be restored by 2 p.m. So if you're listening on AM or you're listening on our uh, station website or watching on the TV 10 Facebook or on TV 10, the FM is out due to a power outage on the mountain it's expected to be restored by 2 p.m., but uh, just a housekeeping note there if you try to tune in on the FM and it wasn't. 
Uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just some appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360. Hack Wilson Way, go to Martinsburg, or excuse me, go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some NFL. Uh, commanders have some coaching staff news. The Ravens re-signed a guy they traded for in the season and uh, some other NFL news. Plus, more MLB news with a crazy player that's now three teams, but he's back to his regular, his team that he was last year. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, And I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, The the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you, produced today on TV 10 by Gerald Wright, our intern. We're happy to have you with us on this edition of the Sports Mix. As we get into some NFL news, news coming down yesterday afternoon via J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington that the Commanders have let go. Ron Rivera has fired Scott Turner as offensive coordinator in a kind of not-so-shocking move because it was kind of expected, I feel like, but it was not expected soon, Colin, because yesterday Ron Rivera spoke to the media along with GM Marty Martin Mayhew and they kind of discussed that it was going to be they're going to have meetings this week and maybe expect something next week. But four to five hours after that, it comes out that uh, 
that Scott Turner is now out of a job. He will uh, make money, though, as he signed a three-year extension last March. He's been with Coach Ron Rivera for seven years, including the past three in Washington. He coached under Rivera for parts of four seasons with Carolina. But it's the third consecutive season with poor offensive rankings. Uh, Kind of interesting here because obviously you read there or you heard there about him being a Rivera guy. Yeah. And him getting him so Rivera firing a Rivera guy is very, very odd. Does he change? Does he now look to another Rivera guy down the road or does he try to get some outside the box ideas? I, I think Greg even Roman's though it's probably available. not going to happen, what? is he available? Not yet, but he's not be. yet. Greg Who? Roman. No. Greg Roman. But the biggest splash would be if they could, even though it probably won't. Like Cliff Kingsbury, right? Offense minded guy. That'd I be, think that'd be awesome if you could get him. That here's a here's what has my Kingsbury thought? done that makes you think that would be awesome, Colin? He he's a, just a, he's a very, very good offensive minded guy. Maybe he wasn't a good NFL head coach, but I think he could be fine as an OC. I don't know. I mean, a losing record at Texas Tech. He had a losing record with the Cardinals. I mean, that I know that's is McVay going to stick around? Does he come back to Washington? Look, Probably not. Look, why look, would look, Sean nice. McVay take an offensive coordinator job? He wouldn't. There's a lot of things saying that he might not stick around with the Rams after. Yeah, no, I think he's going to go into broadcasting. If hold you think? Let's know. hold this up this here. This is all he just is, fun speculation. Colin, he is officially taking time to figure out what he wants to do. Uh, I heard yesterday on uh, 106.7 The Fan when they had Jay Gruden on. Jay Gruden, Sean McVay, obviously very close. I believe Jay Gruden is a consultant for Sean McVay in the Rams right now. Um, he said that... Uh, you know, That's he, their problem. He said that uh, he said that uh, you know he's taking some time to figure out maybe he goes into broadcasting. But my thought here is so the Rams offensive coordinator last year was in the twenty twenty one season was who? Uh, I'm trying to remember Vikings head coach. Yeah, O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, why would he leave the Vikings? No, listen to this. So then the. Uh, the Rams got the offensive coordinator from Kentucky, Seth Cohn, I believe is his name. Okay. And he has since left the Rams and gone back to his position at Kentucky. Here's my theory here. Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay, an offense for the Rams. That would be a crazy. If they work well together, yeah, it would be crazy. But That's just one of my thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, that's potentially it. I, I think – I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not sold on Clint Cliff. I must call him like something weird. There. Clint. <laughs> I don't know what I call Clint Trickett. I like combined Cliff and Kingsbury into one name, but uh, I just don't know about his coaching abilities. I think a lot of it had to do with Patrick Mahomes he fell into his lap at Texas Tech, and you know he obviously blew up the NFL, and everybody said. Who who coached that guy? Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, let's go give him a job because he coached. Got lucky enough to have one of the most talented players of all time play at his college. Um, But in terms of Washington finding an offense coordinator, they need to find both an offense coordinator and a new head coach because Mr. Mediocre Ron Rivera is not going to get it done. But they won't move on from Rivera yet. They'll give him one more year. Well, they're not going to move on. They're not going to make any big front office or head coaching changes because Dan Snyder doesn't want to pay that. He's got to pay it out of his own pocket. he's selling the team. And he's selling the team, so it's all that's sorts not going to happen. When's that going to happen? Colin, stop hitting the microphone. I didn't. Please. I hit my hand. <laughs> well, it caused the vibration. But um, every day. 
who knows when that will happen, Colin. But hopefully for you and your commanders soon. But I- I'm waiting to plan the party. Maybe he'll sell to Saudi Arabia. What? Maybe like WWE, or he'll sell to Vince McMahon. No, no, thank you. No, 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 no thank no. you. No thanks. Uh, let's move on here. Ravens and Roquan Smith agree to a five-year contract extension. Sources say the Pro Bowl middle linebacker Roquan Smith is set to remain the centerpiece of the Ravens' defensive uh, defense beyond half a season. He reached an agreement on a five-year extension Tuesday. A team source confirmed the NFL Network was worth a hundred million dollars, which would make him the highest-paid inside linebacker in the league at twenty million per season. The extension with Smith not only will keep Baltimore's top defensive player from becoming a free agent in two months, it will free up the Ravens to use a franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, who's finishing out his fifth-year option. What do we think about this, Nick? You're the Ravens guy. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. This is a franchise that's always built themselves on defense, um, and in particular the linebacker position, the greatest linebacker of all time. Ray Lewis obviously played there. Uh, They've been trying to find – guys to fill that role i know the linebacker nowadays isn't i guess typically looked at as a top paying position behind you know especially on defense when you want those lockdown corners and those pass rushers but roquan smith is more than just a really good linebacker he uh is a great leader he's changed the defense for the ravens um he's allowed patrick queen to play some of his best football so uh locking him up you already have Kyle Smith, who looks like he's going to be a stud safety to go along with Marcus Williams uh, in the back end, and then Queen and and Roquan Smith, uh, you know, to to go around that. So I think the Ravens' defense is, is set up for the future with Roquan, uh, and it was a move that had to be made. I know that this may get some backlashes because when are you going to lock up Lamar? But those two things are completely different. Uh, like you said, Spencer, they can still use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which I think makes the most sense yeah. based on the injuries that we've seen the last two years. So um, this had to get done, and, and I'm happy that the Ravens did it. I agree. I think it's the right thing to do, and now they can put all the intention on whether or not they want to extend Lamar Jackson after this year if they just go with the franchise tag and extend it another full year. But the question – on everybody's mind is is Lamar Jackson even playing this week it doesn't seem like it but again the first injury reports out this afternoon we'll see if he's practiced yeah I have no idea I felt like if he did we would have saw something or heard something he's been a little bit more active on social media so I don't know if that's any indication of things I mean I'm just trying to read into like anything that tells me that Lamar is going to be on the field Sunday night you know, my initial thought was, well, they scheduled the game for Sunday night, so the NFL must know something, right? Because they're not going to put that game as the primetime wild card game if uh, the best player on the Ravens is not playing. Because if Tyler Huntley's out there, you'd think the Bengals win that game. So, according to Ross Tucker, Ross Tucker, do I trust him? What's he got for me? Former NFL player, now uh, I guess he calls games. Yeah, he's like an analyst or something. Uh, quote. It's, quote, not looking good, end quote, for Lamar Jackson to play against the Bengals on Sunday per, oh, this is per Ian Rappaport. Oof. Yeah. That I just mean, hurts the playoffs, right, being a neutral fan. I, I wanted to see Lamar. I wanted to see Tua. We just heard Tua can they not just come be out for the Dolphins. And say why? It's the PCL. It's more se- severe than people are initially thinking here. They yeah. say that it's more severe. They're, it seems like they're keeping the secrets. The Ravens on have 
I mean, well, obviously Harbaugh's not going to just say he's not going to play this week and he's not going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, you want the, the opponent to at least fear him a little bit that he yeah. might come out. And Harbaugh had a press conference last week uh, where he essentially admitted all that. You know, like, we're keeping some things due to we just don't know and some things due to the fact that, uh, you know, it's a strategic thing. So yeah. it all makes sense to me, and I think with Jackson – you know, I, I heard something too. I can't remember who reported it, but uh, I saw this on Twitter that a, had suffered a PCL like in week one and was still dealing with it. And the only reason that player returned was because his team's in the playoffs. Hmm. So he's still like feeling the effects. So I mean, this is your franchise quarterback. Yeah. If if he's not a hundred percent, I don't want him out there. If he is able to play, I want him out there. Obviously, I said that a couple of weeks ago, but that was without this more knowledge of this injury and how severe it may actually be. So, if he's out for the year, he's out for the year, and just have to hope for the best. But I wish he could play. But if he can't, you know, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So, yeah, good news though coming out of Lamar Demar, excuse me, Demar Hamlin's camp. He is. So we knew. I think was it Monday he was transferred from the from University of Cincinnati Medical Center back to Buffalo to the to Buffalo General Medical Center in Gates Vascular Institute he 9 days after he's been in almost 9 days after he was admitted to the hospital he has now been discharged from the hospital so he is out of the hospital and that is great to see obviously it's going to be a long recovery process uh out of the hospital and then decide what he wants to do but it it's great it's really good to see that he is no longer in the hospital and he's recovered to the point where he can not he can not have medical attention 24 hours a day. Yeah, it's amazing what has uh transpired the past 9 days after the horrific uh injury whatever you want to call it that happened Monday night um a few week or a week and a half ago now to DeMar Hamlin a very scary situation but has so far had a, I guess, could still consider happy ending. Nick, you get the last words here. I mean, just the fact that he is out of the hospital uh, is great news. We'll see what the future holds for him, but considering his life was on the line uh, what seemed like just a few weeks ago or whenever that exactly occurred, um, I guess it was a week ago now, but uh, – you know, it's just amazing to see. And yeah. uh, the recovery he's made has been great. Shout out to the personnel, the medical personnel that are on on site to save his life. And, of course, what the hospital has done for him as well. Uh, just, you know, great to see him back. And, and hopefully he can play football again. But if not, um, at least, you know, he'll have a life again. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, wrap things up. Talk about Carlos Correa. He is now back to the Twins after whatever that was. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up next on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. 
Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, Abacare can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, Abacare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at Abacare includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacare.org. Abacare.org. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you, our intern today and producer on TV 10, Gerald Wright, uh, right there as he just puts his fist up like, yeah, that's me. You can show yourself on camera for a minute. How you doing? <laughs> Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group of the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them Prize Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Uh, we'll get into this Carlos Correa situation. He, what, he was a free agent. He agreed to a deal with the Giants mm-hmm. pending a physical. Mm-hmm. He went down and failed the physical. Then he agreed to a deal with the New York Mets, pending physical, failed the physical. Then last night he agrees to a deal to come back to the Minnesota Twins and somehow passes the physical. How does this make sense? Well, different teams do have different or different doctors, I guess, that are going to evaluate different things on the physical and what they may be concerned about. Uh, obviously, Correo spent last season with the Twins, so they're probably the most familiar with the injury that he's dealing with. So maybe that's what uh, led to them being more comfortable with the situation of this physical. But it is definitely a weird off season. Does, do these teams count as teams that Carlos Correa played for? He played for three teams in one off season. No, oh, no, that's crazy. I like how you were you're over there. Like, I mean, it counts as the signing. Right. We've never seen it before when it's come to now. Th- one player signing for three teams so sometimes twice right and we saw in the nba like the deandre jordan situation which is one of the weirder ones uh but this was definitely strange uh and you know at least he'll he's found a team now and we won't have to wait for a fourth team unless we surprisingly do it's a false report that the 
physical action. Who reported this, John Heyman? Because you got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, The Twins posted he's home on Twitter. Okay. All right. Well, I trust them. I will never forget when John Heyman told me that. Told me. Told you. Told the world. Tweeted that Dexter Fowler was an Oriole, and Dexter Fowler's not even that good, but. The fact is that he was not an Oriole. He was going back to the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, But it's an interesting situation. I feel like it's something we've never really seen in baseball uh, prior to now. But uh, he's back on the Twins, and that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight, 6 p.m. pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off between the Mountaineers and Baylor. You can tune in on FM 106.5 FM AM 740 on Talk Radio WRNR. But for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Spring Mills, Harpers Ferry.